Welcome to the Healthy Schools Coffee Shop, where all the drinks and tea are served piping hot with a side of shade served by students for students and Philly public schools. Inside, there's a small business meeting among the menu management team happening. Meet Ryan and Peter, two of the coffee shop's most distinguished veterans of creating, designing, and marketing the shop's menu for years. Yeah, I'd like to schedule an appointment for Ryan, not Brian. That. Give me the phone, Ryan. Hello? Yeah, this is Peter speaking from the Healthy Schools Coffee Shop. We're a part of the menu management team. Uh, we believe we have very important matters that need discussing. So I'll suggest that we skip past this whole appointment thing and let's just talk about it right now. What do you say? Hello? Yo, what's Annyeong? Seriously? They hung up? Whatever. We'll just need to find different people to work with us. Anyways, there's something that I needed to confirm. Let me just take a look at the menu real quick. Yeah, what's up? Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Weren't we here just to make some changes to the menu, I think? Exactly. Ah, uh, there it is. Uh, apparently that item right there, the BOE Espresso, has been there since the start of the shop. But it's uh, never really been popular with our customers. Oh, yeah, I remember. What, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, we we seriously need to make changes for that. I I know that the chefs and baristas really love it to death. But like last night, I worked on this a proposal for a new menu item, and man, it's a it's bound to attract the eyes of the new customers. You should. See it in your emails right about now. Ah, just received it. Hmm. Democratically elect your own drink. Huh. Sounds pretty enticing. So is this like kind of one of like those concepts they have in restaurants where you can customize and build your own drink? Like kind of like essentially having the freedom to choose and vote for what ingredients you want, you know, in order to build a strong drink. Yeah, but not like that. You know, actually, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Hmm, let's talk about it some more. Waiter, could you take our order? Somewhere in the city, Philly community Thought we could do something to help our schools get what they need But it's not easy to do this alone That's why we need your ears today I hope y'all enjoyed that little skit uh, Just to give us a little introduction As the saying goes where all the drinks and tea are served piping hot with a side of shade by students. You just opened up a new episode. I'm Ryan, a current junior at Central High School and youth apprentice at VLE, where I'm a part of the Healthy Schools team. Thank you, Ryan. Yep, and I am Peter, a soon-to-be graduate from Science Leadership Academy and incoming freshman at the University of Pennsylvania. I work as a youth organizer for Viet Lead for the Healthy Schools campaign. As we spoke about earlier, this episode will be about the Board of Education, aka the BOE, and the topic of democratically elected school boards. 
Wait, 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 wait. What's going on again? Um, I didn't really catch the drift at first, but could you refresh me on what the BOE is? And what is a the, the democratically elected school board? Well, 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 Ryan. Glad you asked. So currently, what's running the show right now over in the Philly School District is something called a Board of Education. Mm. Board of Education, or the BOE, is currently the system put in place right now that helps run the school district in Philadelphia. It's not very old. In fact, it has only been recently established around maybe three years ago. Yeah, three years ago, in 2018, following the absolution of the School Reform Commission. Uh, right now, there are nine members on the Board of Education, alongside non-voting two student representatives. You know, talk about the lack of student rep in our school district. And their role right now is to just essentially vote on district issues and to gather feedback from the communities to take into consideration when they're deciding on some of their urgent and essential action items that come up in their meetings um, every oh. now and then. And so all members of the BOE are appointed by the mayor himself um, with the Philadelphia City Council voting on the approval of these candidates for the BOE. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. However, the performance of the BOE has not been so positive because they've received multiple criticisms for their decisions that are pretty rooted in deep biases towards kind of saving a quick buck and having being so-called efficiency. Um, so while concerned community members, students, parents, you know, educators, and other prominent members who are affected by the BOE's actions and decisions can speak at their action item meetings, in the end, uh, the BOE kind of has this final say in what happens within the school district. So that's why it's really frustrating to see so many of these results and the things that the BOE does that kind of actively harms our Philly schools and the kids and staff within them. Oh, wait, so all the decisions are biased towards class and educational privileges, something like that? Wait, wait, wait. but Aren't these students and teachers and community affected by the decisions the most? Where are their roles? Where's their where where are their accounts? Mm, yeah, well, you know, that would be a reality if we were to have something that is kind of known as a democratically elected school board. Um, so right now, students, teachers, and the community can give their input and feedback to the current BOE, but these words can only go so far because it is up to the BOE themselves to decide what to do with them. And more often than not, it is often against the best interests of these students, teachers, and community as a whole. In fact, in more recent times, the BOE has started to implement kind of these limitations during their meetings for the amount of time that these members of the community have to speak. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty heartbreaking that they kind of, you know, are very so against this idea of community members not giving like feedback to them. And so one of our interviewees kind of um, related the treatment of our education to how one would treat like a business. He thought it was really messed up with the impact on public schools, children's educations, and their futures. So yeah, it kind of goes to show how capitalism is really rooted in a lot of things in our lives, including our children's education. So knowledge, growth, and an environment to foster the generation of young and passionate leaders are being lost because it's just one of many symptoms that are at the epidemic of careless public officials who should care less about our public schools unless, you know, it suits them a couple of extra dollars lining their pockets. Wow. That's horrible. 
And if that's happening, why are we still choosing them? Why why are they still on the board? Ah, who said we ever had a choice towards choosing who gets to be on the board or even what they do? No one, that's for sure. Well, maybe no one, the mayor does. But was the mayor really ever on our side? Earlier I mentioned that the BOE was only recently established in 2018 following the abolition of the former and tragic system that was in the School Reform Commission. Um, so it's not just the mayor who actively opposes free and healthy schools though. The city council also plays a role by reviewing these candidates that the mayor um, brings forth to them and decides whether or not that they should be on the BOE. And so no matter the issue and where you look at it from, there's always going to be a higher power that will be the root cause of everything. Oh, I see now. Hmm. But what about our previous systems, like the other boards in the past years? What happened to those? Well, for Philadelphia, the first system to be put in place was in 1818. They were called the Philadelphia Board of Controllers. The members of the board were chosen by the Court of Common Pleas, and each controller was appointed to a ward, which eliminated any politics about management of schools. Later in 1850, a school board was created. And up until 1886, the school board was processed by the district, but the common, the court of common pleases, took over the selection process. Due to that, over the next 40 years, civic leaders and professional educators tried to weaken the ward boards, even trying to abolish them. That's how much it hurt the system for schools. And if you skip to 1905. That's when the Reorganization Act, which entrusted a more efficient but less democratic Board of Education with powers to run the system. Eventually, the ward boards disappeared, but advisory bodies arised. They were informal groups of advisors, and for years, this was the condition of the school district. Now, around 1997 and 1998, Many lawsuits and cases arose due to the inadequate funding from the state. A certain response that came from Superintendent Hornbeck was a threat to closing of Philadelphia schools if the state did not provide funds for our proposed budget. And although there was an approval for a funding package, there was also a takeover plan which would sign with Edison School Inc. to manage the school district of Philadelphia. Now keep in mind, Edison School Inc. also supports charter schools too. And this led to Hornbeck's resignation, unable to find a solution to, be, to the problem. Yet, community members took charge and successfully prevented the takeover. Yet, our mayor would then negotiate with PA's governor for a friendlier takeover. And in came the SRC, also known as School Reform Commission, where two mayor-appointed and three governor-appointed individuals managed our school district. And after many, many issues that the community faced due to the SRC, 23 public schools closing 
and more than 2,000 layoffs took place after 12 years. The SRC failed to accommodate the community's and district needs and instead profited from their own demise. Later in 2017, the SRC was abolished and in its place, our current school board. Oh, figures. Profit over people again, huh? Mm. You know, we've just been used to getting punched in the face all these years. It's a real shame. Well, Ryan, if you had the power to change the current system, what would you implement in place of that so-called board of education? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, didn't you bring up something about a democratically elected school board? Um, I know a bit about that, but uh, I'm pretty sure you know more. Yeah, I did, but actually, I don't even know myself. What is it? Um, <laughs> oh, well, what I know is that there are actually many different takes on how a democratically elected school board can work systematically. Um, but in my vision of a democratically elected school board, the students, teachers, and community are able to be part of the board and make decisions based on what is deemed necessary in the accounts of everyone. Um, they also have a lot of power uh, when it comes to electing who will be on the board. So, yeah, think of it actually being democratically elected. That's majorly it. But, but I don't understand why community members aren't on the board yet. Mm. What do you think about it? Mm. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. You know, if you think about it, community members are unable to really take on that because many of these low-income people are unable to take on these services due to financial issues and time. Um, additionally, who is benefiting from the current POE? Obviously, we know that the teachers and students aren't being heard, so it wouldn't be them. So it must be those with the most power and privilege, such as, you know, mega nonprofits like Penn and Drexel and Jefferson University in Philadelphia, um, higher ups like Superintendent Dr. Height, and, you know, many more with all this immense influence and power. I see. Oh, now that you're bringing that up, I can see why it hasn't been implemented. So, in the end, it really might give more control and power to the community. But I wonder how much would change if we made that transition. Would our schools be better? Would our community feel more satisfied? Those are some really good questions to bring up, you know? So, let's take a look into that. First, what are some issues that are apparent in our schools? Who are these problems affecting and have people noticed? Hmm. Well... I only know some, but uh, from what I can recall, um, oh, there's police-free schools, more necessary staff like teachers, counselors, and nurses. Um, yeah, that's really all I can think of. Yeah. Um, so Josh even talks about this apart a little bit in the interview that we did. And so here's that clip. Who are you? Uh, what organization do you associate with and what do you do? What is your role in your organization? 
Um, so my name's Josh. I'm a sophomore and um, I'm part of Philly Student Union and I mostly make flyers, record videos and make other videos and uh, basically together as a whole we organize and, and create action to help the issues that students face throughout Philadelphia. Mm, that's interesting. Um, are there any like any topics or themes that you kind of like feel strongly about that you've worked with uh, both uh, PSU in the past or within this current time? Um, well, currently we're trying to um, equalize or um, create um, an equitable school funding system. And but personally, I feel strongly about police-free schools and um, definitely the nutrition we give to students. That was a pretty good, uh, you know, perspective from Josh, right? So more upon that, some issues relevant led to lead and asbestos in schools, COVID-19 and the development of schools. Hmm. Yeah. It's pretty saddening knowing that a lot of students and teachers and even community members are taking on such a burden of these troubles. And the fact that these are the same people who are unable to do much besides voice their experience and feedback, which can only go so far to as being hurt. If the higher ups are even awake. Wait, this gives me an idea. Wouldn't the fact that there are many ways of how a democratically elected school board system can be accounted for to help us solve these issues? Well, you know, that's the thing, right? That's something that we are still trying to explore. Um, this is a pop possible solution that we have to take into account, you know, the past systems that were put into place. Like, what were some major issues that they did not take into account and why? Um, how can we differ ourselves from those individuals and improve accountability for not only ourselves, but, you know, for everyone? And while also trying not to repeat history in a way where we need to continue to keep fighting in order for what's right um, because of like how much labor and has been invested into this movement as a whole. And so, uh, Well, I'm kind of unfamiliar with the past issues the communities face and the reactions of the past school board. Well, I'm glad you asked, Ryan. You know, I'm, you know, I'm quite experienced in some of these issues plaguing our district. Um, one of the major issues early on was kind of the lack of funding from the city and other sources of incoming money for the Philadelphia School District. This was a ginormous one because this would only develop into some more issues. Um, think of it as the issue that caused the butterfly effect to kind of ripple effect throughout the school district, you know. Um, the district has been shorthanded of change for quite some time now, especially so during the current COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so with a little support from the city, the lack of funding has led to kind of like this multitude of issues within the district. Um, so for example, one of the two I can think of is the misuse of the money we already have. While this is not necessarily an issue with the quantity of the money that we have, this is more kind of like of how the money is handled themselves. And so instead of this district investing into things such as the abatement of lead and asbestos, more staff such as nurses, librarians, and counselors, and kind of like the improvement of the overall infrastructure 
they instead to kind of reinvest it into things such as school police, metal detectors, security cameras, all these things, you know, which kind of only reinforces the school to prison pipeline. And also another issue, right, that regarding the budget is the fact that we are very limited in the ways that we can actually generate money. Um, a good chunk of the budget that the Philadelphia has, Philadelphia School District has, comes from property taxes within Philly. But thanks to the tax abatement and mega nonprofits not paying their dues to pilots, our schools aren't really getting the money that they deserve. There's also the fact that the city continues to cut the budget for the education department over and over with no remorse, setting the district back for the next decade or so with the COVID-19 pandemic happening. So, you know, all these issues. We have other episodes that other um, of our peers have done episodes on, and so you can check those out to learn more. Anyways, taking that idea into consideration with the 23 schools having to close and over 2,000 layoffs, just imagine that amount of layoffs. Just take that number into consideration of school staff. We were in a difficult situation with funding before the SRC was put into place and made that decision. And this last one is really personal to me because I have experiences at my school. I was a patient of the pandemic that is the lead and asbestos that plague our schools across the district as the SLA um, and Ben Franklin mega complex was shut down due to construction disturbing asbestos fibers at the beginning of my junior year. It was astonishing in the first place because we as students had to attend a building that was still under construction. And now we were informed that we could have been exposed to toxic materials that could have caused adverse long-term effects. Whoa. You know, that's really insane. However, this was only discovered after the fact that, you know, SLA moved into the Ben Franklin building, meaning that these asbestos have been sitting there for decades with the district not really caring about them until a high profile magnet school like ours moved in. And so these are only some compared to the many issues that our communities have faced for years now. Man, wow. Our communities have faced so much strife and turmoil without being given back the proper and well-deserved actions. Wow. I want to take action now and get this democratically like this board into place. But it's so unfamiliar. But I mean, it can probably help us with solving a lot of these issues and give our communities the proper control and recognition that they deserve. Hmm. I wonder how many other students are out there fighting for these same issues. I mean, we did do a couple of interviews and have heard many diverse students' voices about some of the issues rooted in our schools. I know that there are students like Josh, Yuma, and even some of our own friends too. We all want our communities to strive and receive what they deserve most. In return for their unpaid labor, for the unjust treatment, for the years of oppression the system have put on them. You couldn't have spoken it any better, Ryan. Now, we haven't really established what a democratic elected school board would work like in Philly. There's just so many ways that you can go, like so many routes that you could take this with. 
getting the board members to be paid so community members can receive financial award for their labor, making it so that the school board has taxation powers, just even having diverse and more student representation on the board too. I mean, mm. wh- where does it start? Any ideas? Hmm. Well, I know for sure that I'd really like to see more students in action. I mean, those individuals are the very people who face these circumstances the most. And it's a given that those voices get to be heard. And of course, I'd like to see more community members and staff putting their effort in too. But I mean, we can also build this vision by deciding how we want to resolve these issues and what can we accomplish. Here's what Yuma from Earth what are some major changes that we could possibly realistically make happen in the time after this board is put into place? And uh, just like with the thought of having the limits of power and the resource that SDP would currently have. Well, I don't, that's, that's a great question. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily, I don't think that I can even pinpoint one thing because there's so many things. Um, I think that when we just look across all the different orgs, um, OCOS, our cities, our schools, um, PBSA, Urbet, all of these different orgs in the city, um, they all have one initiative that if we pushed for one campaign within each of these orgs, our district would um, be better, much better. Um, it would improve if we just if we just took one initiative from each thing. So. Um, Specifically, I'm, because I'm with Urbed, I'll focus on for Urbed. Um, if we push that student voice, um, we would have a lot of involved students. If you let students know that their voices matter, students will come to board meetings. Students will show up to different things that the district do. They will participate. Um, and we influence other students. So if I'm doing it, I can influence my friends to do it. And if my friends are doing it, they're going to influence their friends to do it. Um, and that's really what we, we're trying to heighten is student engagement. Um, student, There are students here that care. Um, most of us care. So um, I think that switching over will definitely heighten student engagement. And I think that's something that will make a big difference, even in terms of completing these surveys. Um, you know, it's something the district always is talking about. Oh, no one fills out the surveys. Um, if we increase student engagement, um, getting adequate feedback and, and a lot of feedback from a lot of different backgrounds um, is something that I think will improve. Wow. Yuma is such an amazing person. But, but, Back on the topic, with that in mind, what do you think is possible for a democratically elected school board vision? That is a great question that I do not have the answer to. Actually, I do have an answer to that. Hmm. Well, personally, I do completely agree with the fact that student representation should be a core value within the system. You know, students are the lifeline of this district without us. There would be no district and vice versa. I kind of like to think of it as some kind of mutual aid system where we as the students have needs that require more physical and mental labor, but the entity or system that we're asking from, which is the school district, um, these needs from kind of, they do have the necessary capacity to do so, right? Mm. So I don't see why they can't provide us with our needs and our wants, you know? And so, um, 
but yeah, students also kind of have like this passion and voice to also stand up for what's right since they experience what those higher ups in the school district building don't, you know, day in and day out of their lives, seven to eight hours per day, five days a week, 180 days a year. I've been a student of the school district for the past 13 years. Think about that, 13 years. That is insane, right? Yet, as the conversation goes, it's a topic that kind of involves our community and the issues that face. You know, I think that's a good way of seeing how democratically like, the school board can take place, more student representation, because that's ultimately, at the end of the day, what, what boils down to the district at the lowest level are the students themselves, and we are the foundation for them for them to kind of make plans about and so mm. i see i see thank you well that was a pretty good idea for me to catch on to the democratically like the school board mm. i do agree and you know well i do hope that one day we do truly see our vision of having a democratic school board in philly become a reality so well, that's all for our episode today, folks. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to our episode today. We hope that you were able to catch a glimpse of a possible future school board system. Yeah. And before we run through our TLDR or quote unquote wrap up, just ask yourself this question. What would you like to add to the vision of a democratically elected school board? How would you envision this alternative school board? Well, we hope that you will check out our other episodes, which are also made by our fellow teammates. And as it goes, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at VietLead. V-I-E-T-L-E-A-D. And here's here's a message from Yuma. Join our red. Join PBSA, um, all of these things. Um, get active. Um, I just want people to, to know that um, be confident in yourself, in your voice. Um, it doesn't matter where you are on your advocacy journey. Um, a year ago, I was not doing any of the stuff that I'm doing now. So um, just being confident in, in who you are and being willing to grow and work with people. I've had great people, um, students that I've worked with who've been able to help me get to this point. So if you want to make a difference and you don't know how, work with people and you definitely will grow and be able to make a huge impact because our voices matter way more than we know it. Truly amazing words from Yuma herself. Well. We do hope that you enjoyed your visit at the Healthy Schools Coffee Shop, where all the drinks and tea are served piping hot with a side of shade served by students for students in Philly Public Schools. And see you next time. See you next time. Goodbye.